Hello everyone, welcome to episode 818 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Cold Waves 8 begins next Thursday, September 19th, and runs through Sunday the 22nd at Metro and Smart Bar in Chicago. This is your last week to purchase your tickets, binge this season's episodes, and be ready for 30 bands and DJs performing this year. On this final episode of the season, we're chatting with Dan Simzak from the nonprofit Darkest Before Dawn. Darkest Before Dawn it has been around for a couple of years. The first year of Cold Waves, you know, it was a benefit for Jamie himself. And then subsequently, it became a thing about, you know, suicide prevention and awareness. After three, I think it was Cold Waves three, Jason and Kelly started talking amongst themselves about trying to put something together, maybe on their own. Um, there were, you know, from from the time that Jamie left, we uh, there was communication and thoughts about maybe doing a foundation in his honor, or do something, but it never really came to fruition. They started talking, and they came to me in January or February of the the following year, saying that they wanted to do this. We wanted to do a charity that was more were focused on late night service industry employees, the nightlife, which has a much higher rate of suicide as well as drug and alcohol addiction. And it's very underserved since the owners of bars are not required to provide insurance. There's not a lot of help when it comes down to the the core of it. There's just not a, a lot out there for the nightlife workers i mean you live this life you know as a bartender or a dj yes. so tell me about your firsthand experience well a few years ago i had a medical thing happen and it uh, caused me to step back from you know from drinking at work there was a uh, you know more ability for me to unpack the the things that had been bothering me that I didn't even realize that, that I was hiding from. I'm a father. My relationship with my daughter's mother didn't work. And being away from my daughter is definitely something that took getting used to, as well as how do you deal with it and how, how do you successfully parent from afar so there was all of these things that were going on and, you know, I mean, my own journey has been an ever evolving figuring out life and trying to just be a little bit mentally healthier, looking at what my norm was and realizing that there were definitely nights that I was putting away a bottle of tequila. That's not normal nor healthy. (laughs) You look at that and go, wow, that was, uh, a lot. I work at a, at four or five a.m. bars, so I get out of work five six a.m. or later, depending on how busy it was. Um, years prior, when work was over, that's when our party started. <laughs> you know, that's when you would have your cocktail to unwind. Now, let's say you don't party after you get off of work. 
sleep for eight hours. It's now three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Most doctors' offices are closed at five. You know, you want to get an oil change. <laughs> you have to figure out a day to just completely turn around your schedule in order to get as many things done as you can, which is not really easy to do. You have to remember that night shift workers' lives are on the opposite time of you know day workers. But there is not resources readily available during that time frame. So that makes things incredibly hard to get done. You know, I've been going to shows for 25 years at, the, at this point in my life, and you don't really think about, you know, you, you have your nine to five job, you, you go out maybe a, a Friday or a Saturday, you're at you're at a venue for a couple hours, you, you get your, your drinks from the person behind the bar, and you're probably not thinking about the fact that they're not there to enjoy the show, they're, they're there to work, and you leave when the bands are done, and they, they're cleaning up you know, hours afterwards, that was a really good other point you, you brought up is that when your clock is, is shifted, you know, 12 or 16 hours off and, and, you know, you got kids' birthday parties or you mentioned trying to just get an oil change or, or regular banking business hours, you know, it, those, those things aren't really compatible. Regular doctor's visits, dentist visits, eye doctor visits, your basic life needs are all, you know, on a completely different schedule. And in order to get many things done, like I said, you have to shift your entire schedule. It's really easy when you're in your 20s. When you're in your 40s, it's, it's, a, lot, it's, it's a lot more difficult. For anyone that, that's listening and is struggling, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? I would say that the resources that are out there, if you're suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, you know, it's time tested and they're, you know, they're there. Talk to somebody. Find, find somebody to talk to. It's hard for me to say, say this because I know that so many people can't do that. They get so bogged down in anxiety. They get so bogged down in what's going on around them and what they're feeling that it's that it's next to impossible to to reach out and make that phone call. There are resources everywhere. I mean, you could you can send messages to Darkest Before Dawn on on Facebook. I get personal messages all the time from people that are you know that have a depressed friend that are that are depressed themselves or you know that are just kind of looking for any sort of guidance in the last week i've talked to two people who had people they were close to on the verge of suicide and they just wanted to know how they could be supportive by truly being there and investing you know in somebody is being supportive. You know, when people ask um, what they can do for a friend who's struggling, you know, the answer is is, is simple. Be, be supportive. But they have to want help. I know Jamie's str struggles. I, I, I was with him almost every night talking. 
And I made sure that he would go into his apartment every night with a smile on his face and try, try you know, just, you know, if, if he needed more time, would go out to eat. You know, I mean, it, it, I always was trying to help my friend when it comes to the reason why I'm as passionate as I am about Darkest Before Dawn is that to me, I'm doing this for Jamie in his honor. I mean, it, it, his demon one, it's a disease. It's the same thing like cancer, you know, cancer takes people's lives. Depression takes people's lives. I wish my friend was here every day, but I don't want to see others that might be able to get help or that want help not be able to get it. So that's why I do Darkest Before Dawn. That's why I'm, I'm trying to, to build um, programs that will give as many resources as could possibly be given for people who want to get better. For more information on Darkest Before Dawn or to make a donation, head to db4d.org. If you're attending Cold Waves, be sure to head down to Smart Bar for auction and raffle items. All proceeds benefit Darkest Before Dawn. See you in Chicago.